0: all right four weeks complete and dan do you enjoy it when i break cowboy's news to you or not (laughs) almost never (laughs) folks this is the push-off All right, everybody, excuse me, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Push Off Podcast. It's your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened last week while gets you ready for the next. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us, as always, it's...
1: Dan staying home this
0: weekend to watch the grandkids (laughs) Right, Dan, oh boy, what a week of... uh, (laughs) exciting on and off the field news we're going to get into this week i I can't wait
1: um (laughs) oh god this week is so hilarious this
0: has been this Uh, has been a great one
1: the games are all really good and there's really there's enough drama on the field and then the nfl the thing that makes it great is they're like hey by the way check out this fucking idiot it's great (laughs) Uh, Two-minute no offense was pretty hard to pick
0: outside of like maybe one or two games, uh, but we, we found three to put in there. If your team's in there, I'm sorry, or it's a quick death for you, you know? Yeah. Um, but from there, what we're excited about is, uh, first of all, Dan, I, I brought that up in the opening. Um, right before we started recording, I asked, what's going on with Jalen Smith? Because as of recording, it just broke that the Cowboys released him. And that got Dan having to Google and be like, wait a
1: minute, what? That doesn't make sense. So this is the thing that makes me so mad. Everybody listening to this podcast has a pretty good indication that I have all of my alerts set to Dallas Cowboys news. I am supposed Mm. to be blown up with Dallas Cowboys information when, like, when fucking, you know, Micah Parsons farts. I should be getting a tweet. You know, (laughs) Micah Parsons ripped particularly badass. Like I'd be like, oh, okay, good, good, good. At least he's getting roughage. Like this is the sort of stuff I should be getting updates on. And you break Jalen Smith news to me? My goodness, what a what a failure, Cowboys app.
0: (laughs) We looked into this, and it's uh, Schefter saying he's released, but he's to be released. They're gonna see if uh, anybody wants to take him before he's off on waivers. Uh, Because somebody will pick him up and play him. It's just a matter of uh, his contract, right?
1: Yeah, Jalen Smith is not going to sit on the bench for very long. I mean, he very well could find a job, you know, in New York. He could find a job anywhere. He's a guy Mm -hmm. who can play the middle linebacker position um, in pretty much any system or could play outside in a heavy pressure set 4-3. So he's going to have a job somewhere. It's just they've decided, especially after a pretty lackluster showing against Carolina, that... uh, I think they may be pretty good with with the linebacker core they've got right now. Micah Parsons has pushed him out and is now the yeah. you know the heart and soul of that defense. Leighton Vander Esch is playing in a career you know in a in a contract year, um, and uh, Keanu Neal is a sudden really good linebacker after being converted from safety. So somebody had to be the on mad out, and it's always going to be the most expensive guy if the production is equivalent. And if you only get one tackle against a run heavy Carolina team, yeah, you're probably not long for this world
0: yeah yeah um there's a lot of linebackers to hold on to so um that's yeah that's the news for jalen smith we'll see where he ends up uh take a look at your waiver wire if you need a linebacker on what, what lineup you are in there <laughs> um we also had a trade the dolphins are trading jakeem grant to the bears the bears getting the speedy wide receiver returner man too i would say mm-hmm. uh and the dolphins are just getting a next year not even yeah 2023 oh, next 2023 6th round pick. So they were ready to get rid of him, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, there comes a point where you decide, "Hey, I'm going to cut this fucking guy." Mm-hmm. You might as well get something, even if it's a conditional 7th. You know, it's it's better than just letting a guy go for nothing. Um yeah, I, I anytime a guy gets traded for anything past a 6th round pick, it's it's a salary dump or a player personality mesh dump that's all it ever is so for Grant he was still productive special teamer but they they also signed him to way too much of an extension he was making over five million dollars a year as a return man it's pretty expensive but the Bears need help there because they ain't getting it from the offense
0: or is it a thing where maybe he's going to be like a scat back or something even because they're going to need some back help with Montgomery going to be out for maybe a month
1: It, it wouldn't surprise me but they also you know you have Tariq Cohen there Once he's healthy, too. Once he's yeah, healthy, yeah. and then you go, okay, is Grant an equivalent there? What is he doing? So, I yeah, I, I think he's more of a special teams help than an actual backfield help. Okay. They didn't give up much for him, and he's still, yeah,
0: he's a successful guy. Uh, finally in the news this week, the only other thing I have before we jump into what happened in week four on the field is it seems now Thursday night uh, they they want to force you to watch because they're going to give you a little tidbit of something at halftime there's a little something i have to be found out about the year long uh all uh like uh hard knocks for the indianapolis colts mm-hmm. if that that's starting soon i guess too i think coming yeah up.
1: bad for the colts
0: though uh, yeah i guess we'll see what the beats are from the start of the year and all of that just sadness <laughs> kind of thing they watch, got just, their first
1: win. watch us be shitty
0: yeah um, and then we will get, oh, this week it was, we know the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, that's right. So they told us it's going to be Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige. And those are just the ones they've told us
1: about. So you know there'll be super secret guests as well. Oh, yeah.
0: Somebody else has got to roll in there, too, and have a version, <laughs> too. So, so. My, my favorite thing about this is,
1: you know, the reaction. I haven't actually heard a lot of negative feedback, but the common meme is like, you know, all those white boys with the white shades being like, NFL just lost themselves a fan. <laughs> uh, I, I'll put it to you this way. For those of you that, it's very rare, most of the people that listen to this podcast know what I look like. Um, if you don't <laughs> know what I look like, um, I am so white that without prompting, police officers thank me for backing the blue. That's how white I am. <laughs> you just look at me and go, this guy supports police." So, I, hip hop is not my cup of tea. Rap is not my forte. I, modern rap, I do love some early 90s East Coast gangster rap. Onyx, MOP, that's my okay. shit. Wu-Tang, I live within the chambers. Protect your neck. But, modern rap is not really my cup of tea. That being said, Everybody that gets fucking butthurt about anybody being in the Super Bowl halftime show, fuck off. <laughs> it's so simple. If Celine Dion was booked for the halftime show, that's probably going to be a good show because Celine Dion's a fucking pro. I may not love her music, but she's going to put on a good show. This is going to be a good show. I'm excited for this. This is going to be fun just from a spectacle standpoint. I didn't love The weekend before we started. I downloaded his album. I thought it was all right, but he put on a good show. It's a show. It's a spectacle. And these people are superstars. They're going to put on a good show. Yeah, that was the weekend last time. You're right. Uh, it, it do, They didn't pick these guys to speak to our
0: uh, musical uh, background. We're, we're two very uh, white uh, individuals. But um, Eminem's there, you know? <laughs> and Yeah, know? there's a, a lot of their music that I do enjoy. And uh, as far as, like, yeah, hip-hop is and stuff, I can kind
1: of get behind this stuff. So I'm a little excited to see it. I am I- actually... <laughs> I do. Uh, I do occasionally sing the chorus to Mary J. Blige's "No More Drama" at my daughter when she's screaming at me. There you so go. that's she's, you know,
0: pick it up. Oh, that's what yeah. that's from. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's it. Uh, t-
0: let's get into all the drama. Let's get into all the drama that is week four. Um, here we go. It's time to do game of the week, and there's uh, a handful <laughs> of options here. We had a couple of games go to overtime. Uh, a couple more go-to last play game, uh, you know, heaves up to the end zone, see what would happen type of plays. Uh, we're going with one of the overtimes, and I think like last year, we go with when the Jets won their first.
1: <laughs> shockingly, the Baltimore Ravens were never in contention for this one this week.
0: No, 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 not for that game. But, uh, yeah, this one was uh, Jets beating the Titans uh, 27-24. Uh, they win it in overtime, but a good game. Uh, mostly yeah. in the fourth quarter and on, was
1: was where it's the most exciting. What do you think? I would, Dan? I would call this game sloppy. Um, yeah. I would call this game sloppy for the first three quarters and then super fun for the fourth quarter because it really, really was. Um, Tannehill was missing some of his targets. I mean, Ryan Tannehill should not be throwing the fucking ball 50 times a game. That just shouldn't be happening. Even in overtime, that shouldn't happen. Derrick Henry carried the ball 33 times. But he seemed to actually, this is the first time I'm, I'm I know this is sacrilege, he looked fatigued in overtime. Yeah. He looked like he was out of gas, which is not something I ever expect from Derrick Henry. And lo and behold, the person that looked the fucking, like, most exciting was Zach Wilson. That guy's arm talent watching this game was explosive. I know we, we scouted him, we really liked him, we were talking about how good he was compared to Trevor Lawrence and how it was probably tighter than people thought, but holy fuck this guy's got a cannon. Oh, yeah. and just fun plays. You're right. It was it was
0: sloppy to start, especially because it was 9 to 10 into the 4th, and then this game gets to 24 all at end of regulation. <laughs> Very so quickly. All, yeah, they turned it up kind of at, at when they had to. Uh, Titans scored first in that 4th quarter, a uh, 2-point conversion to take that 7-point lead in the Jets. Then that was what was impressive. They immediately answered, and they took over that 4th quarter kind of from there. Um Wilson, that deep touchdown pass to, uh, to, um, our guy there, Davis, who finally, you know, it's like Corey Davis. Hey, there you are. You're not, you're alive. You got a pulse, uh, the deep <laughs> one down there. We'll see if that ever shows up again, but that was fun to see. Um, Titans got, uh, pass interference on the fourth and 10 to keep, uh, that drive alive there at the end. that was a little questionable, but little uh, chintzy, little chintzy, yeah. And then uh, tied it with 16 seconds left, so we go into overtime. Uh, So the Jets get the ball in overtime, and uh, their first drive ends with that goal line stop. Uh, So they kick the field goal, and then Bullock, who hit three in the game, misses from 49 there with uh, 18 left in the game. So it was either he was going to make that, or we're going to end see a tie. It was going to be a tie game or a Jets win. So by then, I was hoping Jets win.
1: Yeah, I. Nobody wants a tie. Um, and I don't even think the Tennessee Titans want a tie because you go into the week after that and be like, oh, it's tough to take a loss. It's like, well, it's fucking weird to take a tie. I'd, like, mm-hmm. You almost can learn more shit from losing than you can from tying. You know, The Jets needed that. a win. They wanted but, the, they wanted to at least walk away with a tie, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> but if you're Tennessee, you're like, oh, well, wait, I got to check around. Are we still in the AFC South? Great, we're probably still in this fucking thing. No kidding, so, yeah. Not They're too still, bad.
0: Yeah. Odds away. You you lose to the Jets, you're still odds away winning that division. I don't know. Um, yeah, so the
1: the Titans will be okay. Let's uh, continue on to another very good game this week. Well, we, well they do oh, need yeah. their targets back. That's the only thing I would say is that Tannehill was Tannehill was finding a whole a bunch of people, point. none of whom were talented. When your leading receiver in a game is Jeremy McNichols, Jeremy, yeah. M- Jeremy McNichols sounds like he's one of the supporting actors on Ally McBeal. He doesn't sound like he's an actual fucking starter on an NFL team. So if he's getting over fifty catch, if he's getting over fifty yards and over ten targets, something has gone wrong in your wide receiver core, which it has due to injury. No Julio Jones, no AJ Brown. That's very true. That that was
0: that's a big reason why the Titans lost this. They gave it to Derrick Henry on the ground <laughs> thirty three times, uh, but you know he's only one man. Uh, well, he's one and a
1: half man uh so he's, he he's two he's two japanese men <laughs> minimum two japanese men yeah so so that
0: that being said he was only gonna you know maybe he can, he's got 40 carries in him next week if both these guys are out again we'll see we'll see <laughs> be uh, better. yeah they need to bounce back um i want i wanted to move on to the next game because there's just so many so let's hit up the uh, washington football team's win they beat the atlanta falcons Oop. In Atlanta, 34-30, to 30, another fun one that went back and forth at the end.
1: Not a thing you expect to associate um, a fucking Atlanta Falcons game and a Washington football team game being fun. <laughs> but it was, and this, this actually was like classic Matt Ryan shit. Um, I was watching two things from this game of Matt Ryan. One, Matt Ryan can still read the field really well. Two, Matt Ryan's arm strength has fallen off a fucking cliff. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's bad. It's bad. His arm strength is not there. There was a 30-yard pass that he threw that he basically it was like a fucking Hail Mary. He nailed it, but he stepped all the way into that shit. And that's a throw that Zach Wilson is currently making off his back foot falling sideways. Oof. You know, Matt Ryan just does the arm strength just is not there. Now, I don't think he's going to be an Atlanta Falcon next year. Um, and I think if they keep losing like this, that makes it even easier. Because Atlanta is not the cream of the crop in this division. They probably won't even be third. But right. they were fun. They were fun. It seemed like everybody on Atlanta was really trying their fucking, trying a ton, but there's just not a lot of talent on the offensive or defensive side of the football for Atlanta. They, were, they seemed hollow and old, um, whereas Washington seemed young, talented, and unskilled. That's the best <laughs> way I can explain it. That's a good point.
0: Yeah, the, the football team still got a pretty good defense but they gave up 30 points here but atlanta gets uh fast on their field you know when you have cordell patterson you can't stop him you can't (laughs) three touchdowns for this guy he's a uh, fantasy machine too if you got him on your team um but you want to talk about you know arm talent that isn't there you look on the other side of the ball with taylor heineke oh yeah Uh, the guy's got a hell of a lot of heart and you know he's running around the field and picking up uh, these yards with his legs and throwing his head first into, into stuff. But um, it could have – this game could have gone either way. It's two teams that are kind of balanced each other out. I think that's why we got a very fun game. Um, Washington uh, did – I think Dan Humken, their kicker, missed two extra points in this game.
1: Yeah, it was not good for him. <laughs> uh,
0: so you got that to worry about moving forward if Washington's going to be anything, and then um, – he yeah, made a 21-yard
1: field goal, which is almost like I, I actually I can make a 21-yard field goal. It's close, <laughs> but I can make it. Um, Atlanta
0: had the lead to start the fourth quarter. They're up 30 to 22. So this is another time where they the Falcons just kind of let a team walk in and go, no, go <laughs> ahead, take take this win. We're,
1: we're not doing anything with it. And they, I mean, but, in fairness, they aren't. I mean, Washington at 2-2 two and two is way more in their division than Atlanta would be at 2-2. Two and two. Atlanta's yeah. not going to get past Tampa Bay. They're probably not going to get past Carolina, who's a legit good team that we'll talk about. Right. And, I mean, fuck, man. Yeah, they're just not very good. They're- no, to me, the Falcons is the bottom of that division, too, because with Saints, Saints are at
0: least putting together some wins.
1: Yeah, I mean, Saints are better than the Falcons. If the Saints are better than the Falcons, and the other two teams are far and away obviously better than you, then you are the fourth best team. Even though Taylor Heineke is a struck me as a less talented Taysom Hill, that's which is not a ringing endorsement for a man. But Taylor Heineke was doing everything he could, giving them problems. If Taylor Heineke is giving your defense problems, that's a problem. You yeah. know, Matt Ryan can keep you in these games because he makes good decisions and he gets the ball out of his hands quickly when he can, and Cordero Patterson is having a fucking renaissance of a year. Led the team in rushing and receiving, which is nuts. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you up. But yeah, no, that's so that's The it. Heineke
0: second touchdown to McLaurin. First of all, the first one was a beautiful pass. second one was a prayer. The back of the end zone, McLaurin's getting face-guarded and just kind of shoves the guy out of the way. It just basket catches it that was with four minutes left in this game they don't get the two-point conversion they have to go for it there to try to tie it so they're still down two there and you're the falcons and you go three and out and give them the ball back as a fan you'd have to just sit there and be like well you're this is the end of the game this is it and i get it i mean it was fourth down on your own side of the field but you needed to end that that game there and you couldn't do it you gave them the ball back and put it on your defense to win it and
1: that's gonna be a long (laughs) season atlanta sorry i I mean that really is and if you're the defense you're thinking to yourself holy shit man there's less than two minutes on this clock or there's sorry there's less than four minutes left on the clock all you got to do is get us down to a minute and they couldn't even do that no they they couldn't even do that
0: (laughs) two minutes two timeouts for Washington, and and that's plenty. That is plenty for that team, uh, especially with Heineke, the cardiac kid that is in the NFL. <laughs> like, he waits to play for that those two minutes. Give me a break. <laughs> that's when he plays. Um, so this leads us to talk about, oh, my God, I can't believe it. The first game we're talking about for week five is the – Everybody's looking forward to Jets at Falcons.
1: <laughs> oh, God, why? Quick, Dan, who are you what, picking? What have we done? <laughs> for uh, you know what? The... Fuck it, man. I'm. This is like the only time I'm going to be able to do this all year. I'm going to take the Jets. They seem excited. Whoa. They seem excited. I think, honestly, Zach Wilson's arm may blow Matt Ryan's arm off his shoulder during this game. <laughs> With like, if Matt Ryan actually watches that kid torque this thing, he might sprain something watching it. So I'm going to pick the Jets just for this. The Jets defense looks hungry and stupid, um, and that might be enough to beat this Atlanta Falcons team that looks slow and old and like you know. Matt Ryan very much wants to back up Zach Wilson next year. I guarantee you, that's where he'd love to be. It's funny. I uh, if the Jets lost in overtime uh
0: to the titans i would be like man they're gonna show some spunk i think they're gonna do it against these flat falcons but since they won there's no way i think this winning streak's gonna happen for the jets so (laughs) i'll take atlanta yeah (laughs) i'm gonna take atlanta at home i'll take atlanta at home in that one and we'll be we'll have a pick different to start it off um for a game that's probably going to the two minute no offense (laughs) yeah no it, it is
1: it is everybody i'm sorry
0: uh, let's talk about the other overtime game of this week. The New York Giants beating the New Orleans Saints uh, 27-21. We didn't pick this. Uh, Daniel Jones over 400 yards passing. Looked like Saquon Barkley coming back to life. Mm-hmm. Had two total touchdowns. And, uh, hey, the Giants had new white pants on with red stripes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, after this game, they had to finish a shift at the Cheesecake Factory, so they needed those things. Um yeah, I, I will say for the Giants fans to unclench, we've been talking about Saquon Barkley, didn't look back, didn't look back. He still doesn't look 100%, but the agility is starting to come back. It, it feels like he doesn't have that top-end speed he had, but the agility seems to be back, and that's all you need for Saquon.
0: Um, right. Didn't will run that. the
1: ball a ton. Still has. He seems like he has a pitch count, um, but Daniel Jones was just slinging that bitch, and his one interception... It's tough because you look at that and you go, "Oh, he only had two touchdowns and an interception. He almost had three touchdowns. He had one taken off the board because they changed it back to a run. Mm-hmm. That's which it sucks for him. He actually could have had four hundred yards and three touchdowns in the game, and nothing about what he did would change. Um, and that interception was just at the end of the half. It was a fucking heave ho. It's I almost True. don't think you should count hail mary interceptions as interceptions. It's the Good same boy. thing like when a when a wide receiver like drops the fucking ball or it bounces out of his hands that shouldn't count against the quarterback so Jones had a good game he was still running a decent amount you know he still got good scramble this is not a great Saints defense though that's what I, I kept watching in this was they're not very good the Saints offense is going to be efficient but that Saints defense needs to pick it up if they want to be in contender in the NFC South Um, amazing comeback in, in my mind because
0: it was a Twenty-one to ten game in the fourth quarter, and I figured this game was over. So that the Mm -hmm. Giants didn't die out there, being a that was their first winless zero three team. Yeah, that shows that shows some some push. They haven't looked like the dead team all season long, but in parts in every game they have, they've looked good in parts and they look dead in parts in every game. So that's the problem with the Giants. I think the Saints. I don't know. I they they saw a lot more Taysom Hill. I feel like he, he's itching Peyton's itching to get Taysom in more and more <laughs> and he wants to see him do different things and he had an okay game but uh yeah, Hill had a passing touchdown and two rushing touchdowns. So all of a sudden he's in this offense a whole lot more. But um I don't know, the they let the Saints defense have some problems, maybe it's injury based, but to let them come back in there and then the overtime. Did you see the video of the coin flip?
1: Yeah, where he just goes Phillips. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, we want that
0: motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, Jabril,
1: <laughs> Jabril peppers was uh, Jabril, in that's it. That's it, it was. Fucking that excited. Was fun. It, and it, if you haven't think guys, it, it got picked up. Whoever it like, was on the Saints, whoever it was on the Saints, I think cursed too.
0: Oh, I didn't hear him curse I, as well, but
1: he's just like yeah. yeah. We'll go with that. If it was, it but was. But Jabril. Jabril nice and loud. Nice and loud for the Sensors to hear. Yeah. We want that motherfucker. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Although I will give credit to Taysom Hill. We talk, I talked about Taylor Heineke being a less talented Taysom Hill. That Taysom Hill rushing touchdown was furious. Yes. That was the mean. The spin.
0: Just every time somebody hit him, he was just off it, off it, and then, ugh. Yeah. If,
1: yeah. <laughs> that also is a weird situation. If Taysom Hill's your power back. That's doesn't <laughs> doesn't jive with me, but it seems to be working for the Saints okay. They're still two and two, still in it in this division. And, you know, their schedule's not incredibly tough this year, so you know, who knows?
0: They get, yeah, I think they're gonna hang around with the Panthers, honestly, in this division. Um we saw Panthers get their first loss. We'll talk about that game, obviously. But uh I think that's what that's where I see them in this division. They're they're both those teams ahead of the the Falcons we talked about. Uh, they go to our nation's capital to play that football team who call themselves that in Washington.
1: <laughs> Saints at Washington this week. Dan, what are you thinking? I'm I'm actually going to pick Washington. Um, okay. I'm going to pick them to beat these Saints. Jameis Winston looked efficient, but that's because New York wasn't getting great pressure with their front four. When mm-hmm. you put Jameis Winston under duress, which the Washington defensive line is able to do, he starts to make bad fucking decisions. I oh, think yeah. this is a bad matchup for the Saints. I think the Saints are going to wind up losing this game, a close one. Um, but Taylor Heineke you'll be efficient with the ball. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. And I think the Red, oh, sorry, the Washington football team <laughs> will take this one. I know, I almost did it. Almost had to put he it down in Ryan. the square jar.
0: He said, yeah. I'm gonna make it take a, a shot and you uh, don't even drink. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to uh, God, all that makes a lot of sense. You're making a whole lot of sense here to take the football team at home but it's an odd week and the Saints they win on odd weeks so I, I'm gonna take this uh, future eight and nine <laughs> Saints team <laughs> to win this week. In Washington, a little upset. I don't know. They just figure out ways to turn on when they when they don't need to, kind of silly time with things. But uh, on paper maybe even the Saints have a have a better team here and they get they get the uh, receivers like Callaway and stuff going. Uh, so I'm different on you in another game. I got I got the Saints. There you go. Let's let's talk about the Thursday game because I wanna talk about the game real quick and then talk about all the fun that happened after. Oh. <laughs> the Jaguars lose to the Bengals Twenty four twenty one, Cincy with the win. Uh makes a hey, the, the draft class of last year better than this year. Uh, obviously, obviously the first overall pizza <laughs> when, you know, that, that just evens it
1: all out, I think. Well, um I, ahead, was, I was watching this game and I was reminded that if you remember over the last two years we only gave out one elite grade to a quarterback, and it was not everybody's golden boy, Trevor Lawrence, it was our boy. No, it was Joe Burrow. Joe Donkey. Yeah, And you watch this game and you go, ah, yes, that's why. Because there were just decisions that made me... And I feel like they came out and shocked the Bengals. And we talk about well, it a lot. First, first half, the, half is... Yeah,
0: Jaguars did. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. First half is scheme. I feel like the Jaguars had a good plan coming out. They used James Robinson a ton more. They were moving no Trevor Finally. Lawrence out. Yeah. I know. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> although he did kind of disappear in the fourth quarter, and lo and behold... Um, yeah. They were using him a lot more. They were rolling Trevor Lawrence out, putting Trevor Lawrence in positions to you know, make plays with his feet, which is makes him comfortable, gets him into a rhythm. And I felt like Cincinnati was like, oh, fuck, we didn't see this coming. After halftime, this was a completely different game. Right. Cincinnati came out and went, nah, fuck y'all, we've got talent. Uh, and just started finding guys that I didn't even know were fantastic, and Joe Burrow was making them look fucking fantastic. Uh, C.J. Uzoma? Yeah, fucking great. Jamar Chase looks really, really good. Tyler Boyd, solid all the way through. Joe Mixon was really productive. He's he's a guy that if you don't rush him 30 times a game, is still really productive. And Joe Burrow just took this fucking game over in the second half, and I loved it. Yeah. Now Joe Mixon might be missing some
0: time here due to getting banged up in this game, but you're right. Uh, they looked very strong, and that's what we saw against uh, the, the Steelers too. They kind of just kept it going i um i i like yeah tyler boyd lit it up for 118 and uzamo had two touchdowns in this one jaguars though had a chance here because remember it was fourth and goal right before the half and they're denied so they could have been up three touchdowns going into the half you like that that you know you know step on their throat attitude thing there but 17 nothing sounding good too uh but they have kicker issues on their own. I think the Jaguars do. <laughs>
1: but to to that point, seventeen nothing is a three score game. Yes, that's a th- yeah, th- like, and it could have been we don't talk different. about that. Yeah, we don't talk about that a lot. Where we go like a two score game is always manageable. A three score game is three possessions to get back, and it just feels different for the other team. Yes, twenty one to nothing would feel like a tombstone, but seventeen to nothing is almost as good. So just take the fucking points if your team's not that good on the road. Well, and the
0: Jaguars have been, uh, the last couple weeks, third quarter has bit them so badly. They were up against the Cardinals, and then the third quarter, boom, gone. And this one was two touchdowns by the Bengals in the third quarter. Uh, They came into the fourth, they retake the lead at the top, and then, yeah, just kind of gave it up. Uh, McPherson wins it with that 34-yarder, seemed uh, like a chip shot there to win it there at the end. Jaguars you can just say hey man at least you showed up you're in this game you didn't look dead it was a primetime game that got a lot of eyes i guess uh, uh audience wise Yeah. so um seeing that a jaguars team that was showed up to play and put it in actually a, a good game scenario here in our week that looked good but again you know, it's another loss and this it, loss content this loss streak for the jaguars continues
1: year plus here we go I will say this, if LaVisca Chenault keeps this up, LaVisca Chenault will be the number one free agent name in the wide receiver class in two years. Uh-huh. This dude is fucking letting up. We loved LaVisca coming out, and he's yeah. proved he's been fucking phenomenal all around, just like a playmaker for this Jacksonville team. I'm looking forward to DJ Chark coming back with a little bit of health. I want to see what happens there. But right now they just throw it to LaVisca or hand it to James, and your team will be better. Yeah. Uh, you you don't need to get tricky with it. Just do that, and you'll be you'll improve. I guarantee you'll win one. There you go. Find some balance
0: with a couple of guys. Yeah, look what the Raiders are doing. That's all. <laughs> um, let's talk about after the game. This is where, <laughs> this is where the fun started, and this is what the NFL's kind of been talking about the last couple of weeks. Uh, Jaguars' new head coach, Urban Meyer. Uh, we all know him. He had a long career in college football uh, as the Buckeyes head coach in Ohio State. So uh, after the loss on Thursday night in Ohio, he decided to stay back for quote why why Dan why did he say do you tell the press after?
1: I have to babysit my grandkids. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to see the grandkids.
0: I guess he's still got family in Ohio, of course. Uh, he's a family man. He uh, he. Doesn't fly back with the team. And that's something that's coming out in, from this too. Like, after the fact that they go, that's very weird. Coaches are never like send the team on without them and be like, I'll catch up with you guys. I mean, it's a no. long week. They're playing Thursday to next Sunday. But that doesn't happen. They said the last time I read somewhere that somebody was like trying to think of the last time that happened. They said Parcells did not fly back with the Patriots after he lost the Super Bowl in 97. Parcell's also never played for the or played uh, coached yeah. the Patriots again.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> done with that team. You were emotionally done with that team. Um, I did not realize because my I guess my grasp of English is not as good as I thought, because I thought that I need to watch my grandkids meant you're going to watch the children of your children. What I didn't realize that is maybe in Ohio that means I'm going to shove my thumb up the ass of a co ed for twenty minutes. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I, I'm i not college educated though, so to hell with me. It was... it's Honestly, if he had just been like, hey man, yeah, I had a rough weekend. Um, yeah, I'm going to stay in Columbus and I'm going to go to my fucking restaurant that I own and I'm going to try to retool and I'm going to come back and we're going to hit this shit real hard on Monday, but I'm going to stay and I'm going to just fucking... I'm going to go to my bar that I own in Columbus and I'm going to have a fucking weekend. Everybody would have been like, all right, man, you should probably have invited some players, but whatever, bro. The second you drop a for the family and then you find out that he was doing the shit he was doing, get fucked. Like, everybody <laughs> everybody in the locker room is like, get fucked. Don't lie to me. Don't piss on my shoes and tell me it's raining. That is yep. the fastest way to get people to lose respect for you. Yeah. Now, if that's and what that's- you're telling the media... And you tell your guys, hey guys, I'm gonna who wants to come join me at, you know, Urban's fuck whatever the fuck it is, Urban Blight, I don't know what the fuck it's called, but it's who wants to join me at my bar this weekend and we'll we'll head back to Jacksonville on Sunday and we'll have a good time. You probably win more flies with that sort of honey than you do with I'm gonna go watch my fucking grandkids while he leaves his wife at home and gets ground on by a basic ass white bitch. That's right. I looked at her Pinterest. <laughs> I looked at her Pinterest. <laughs> Nothing remarkable. Uh, what the fuck? What was her name? I forgot to. I forgot oh, to. Oh yeah, tell you off.
0: texted me it. You pull it the up. The name off. is
1: fucking ridiculous.
0: Um, yeah. Apparently, uh, he has had these little uh, closed door meetings and stuff. Now has happened in Jacksonville. The talk is that he has to quote win back their trust. Uh, the owner Shahid Khan, who we're a fan of, came out and he's like. Yeah, you know he's not going to lose his job, but right now he needs to quote win back our our trust. Um, this puts this guy who was, you know, touted as being the uh, head coach that everyone wanted coming into the league for the NFL because he had such success in in the NCAA. To you know, he's kind of been a dud, and then this Ooh, yeah. is how he responds to a loss on Thursday is to uh, party it up, yeah, with uh, girls twenty five years old.
1: Where he is you know, got Her yeah, name he got is it. Cayman, Nebraska. <laughs> her name is Cayman, Nebraska. What the fuck kind of a name is that? I
0: know.
1: Did, did were her parents sixteen when they had her? <laughs> Your name is Cayman, Nebraska. If Where I want to go.
0: Sixteen when they had her. There is a chance that he was seeing his granddaughter. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's <Right. laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> this is the babysitter. Um, but yeah, it's this, it's like, what the fuck, dude? You're a 57-year-old married man with grandchildren. You can't, like, you don't know that your fucking business is a public place? Coaching
0: an NFL, yeah, coaching an NFL uh, team, and they're going to shove cameras in your face, that, that stuff's not going to show up on social media? Come on. Like, there's pictures of him smiling for that camera that night. He's wearing his Ohio State pullover like he's, You know, still belongs to the successor there and not his Jaguar's pullover. Where's your 0-4 pullover, my guy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) An 0-4 pullover is actually just called a halter top.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, then
1: he's, you know, he just likes him on other people. Um, Oh, it's a funny,
0: funny story. And, unfortunately, it's probably ruining some lives. Um, (laughs) I guess. It's (laughs) it's hilarious. Hilarious. Families are
1: devastated. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, you think of it from this outside in. Yeah, it's uh, it probably isn't great for the you know for his family, but it's you know all on him. It's really all on action on him. So no down feeling or anyone else in that.
1: Um, I don't know where the <laughs> U- Jaguars <yeah. laughs> USC is like. You know, all of our co-eds are blonde, right? And they're actually under twenty five. <laughs> like, you come gonna, on, yeah. Urban, come on, Urban, head west.
0: And until unless this turns around in a big way this year for the Jaguars, yeah. unless. Lawrence, you know, starts uh, walking on water finally.
1: It, this will – he'll head back to the NCAA uh, next year, mid this season? I don't know. Well, that's the crazy thing is, you know, they say we've got to win back our trust. You know what that translates to, right? He has he's to win, win a fucking game. he got to yeah. win a fucking game. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. Jimmy Johnson let Michael Irvin put a scissors through a fucking guy's neck because he knew he's winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, they'll let you. Yeah. They'll let you do whatever the fuck you want. Just fucking win, Urban. It's Just win. Again. Yeah, that's it. That's all. it ever so is So
0: his first chance. His first chance to get back on the win. In, the win inside here with his uh, ownership is they are at home, but the Titans are coming to town.
1: It's the rivalry. Uh, do they? Do they do it, Dan? Titans of Jags. Uh, I'll tell you what. If the Titans don't get their wide receiver situation under control, mm. uh They might because, well, Joe Burrow was torching them, but Joe Burrow was torching them with decent wide receiver options. Um, Ryan Tannehill might come in there and fuck up these Jaguars. I'm going to take the Titans. I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars continuing to spiral, but I'm looking forward to the news coming out next Monday. (laughs) That'd be great. Yeah. um, The Jaguars... uh,
0: they they seem to have some trouble on the ground game, and, and that's what they're going to get is a bunch of Derrick Henry. So I think Derrick Henry will be enough uh, on on uh, this game. But surprise, it's not a Thursday game. Sometimes Titans and Jaguars play on Sunday. Great. <laughs> uh, so I'll take the Titans as well. I agree with you on that one. Uh, continuing on, Dan, let's talk about you Cowboys winning uh, at home against the Panthers. They knock off the undefeated Carolina Panthers here, twenty eight to thirty six. Sam Darnold trying to be a ruiner, running two touchdowns in early, throwing for over 300 yards. He also threw two picks, and Dak Prescott put four touchdowns on himself.
1: I think this score is misleading. Um, This was a close game. It was, Carolina. yeah. Late, and yeah. yeah. Matt Rule did a great job with these Carolina Panthers. I think he's done a great job. I think they are a legit three-in-one team. I will say that. But. The Dallas Cowboys are so much more talented than they are. When they came out for the third quarter and Dak just went bananas, you're like, oh, yes, this is the difference. The The difference is how talented this team is. And then they basically threw that bitch into prevent defense for the entire fourth quarter and didn't try to do anything else. So. Right. They very much stepped down their throat and then backed off, and they're like, we can do it, we can do it. And the Dallas defense was not allowing it either. They kept forcing turnovers. Trayvon Diggs is a fucking man. I love <laughs> that pick. God damn it, he's fantastic. But the whole defense was really good. They were getting a ton of pressure. Yeah, Sam Darnold was able to break off some runs, but it's the W, buddy. It's the W. This game was 36-14. to yeah. It's over, 36-14. to Basically, heading into the fourth quarter, it's your toast. You got to mount some crazy ass comeback, which is nuts because the Panthers had a one point lead at half. It was fourteen
0: yeah. um, thirteen. Do what? Do I remember? Were you excited when Trayvon Diggs was uh, drafted initially? Was I did. One? I
1: liked him. I liked okay. him. I I thought I was like okay. In the second round, we do need you know corner help. Yeah. Um, I was like, we need to answer it in some way. I still wanted a safety, but I was like, yeah, if this Diggs kid is any good, and uh, I know he's, he comes from a fucking pedigree, uh, his brother's one of the best in the game. I was excited about it. I am so much more excited about it now. You're right. The uh, defense,
0: yeah, tightened up quite a bit until the game was kind of out of reach and then, then relaxed a little bit. But do you would it have been a different game with uh, McCaffrey in there? Like how much more tight? Of course it would have been different, but how much tighter yeah. would it have been?
1: Well, it was interesting. I feel like um, watching this game, I was watching the job that would have been done by Christian McCaffrey was being done by DJ Moore, yeah, which means DJ that Moore. DJ Moore wasn't doing what DJ Moore would normally do, which is stretch the outside, move the defense out. Okay. So they they wanted to move horizontally. They wanted to stretch us, make us run sideline to sideline, side which DJ Moore accomplished doing. But they didn't get to stretch us vertically because DJ Moore couldn't do both it's impossible to do both so I think this would have been a very different offensive performance especially in the second half um they would have given us way more trouble but um yeah the defense was getting pressure on Sam Darnold I I think there still would have been as many picks as there were I think the Cowboys still win this game I think maybe they win it maybe they score more points because they don't put the throttle off in the fourth quarter and actually come back here and and try to beat him up this could have been 50 to 50 to 40 um near the end if if christian mccaffrey is actually in there but i i think the cowboys offense is ludicrous right now and michael gallup's still not back defense turned it up too. five sacks in this game
0: putting uh sam bradford on his back a couple times um sam bradford. sam bradford <laughs> <laughs> i started too, and i said sam, sam, sam bradford's darnold like leave um, me alone <laughs> yeah sam bradford's had enough god uh the other is sam sam darnold um who yeah had the the running touchdowns and the yards but um yeah I don't know he's looking better with more success around there but I think he's probably that's that's what you're going to get with him is what you're seeing um and yeah they need to get a little healthier too uh you guys didn't seem to have any problems with that Panthers defense and that was the tout heading into
1: it well, the the main thing and I think I texted you before the game, I was like, You gotta run at the Panthers defense because they're so pressure heavy. That front is that's actually true. kind of undersized that you've got to run at them. And what do they do? Thirty carries between Zeke and Tony and over two hundred yards. Yeah. You know, that's there were a true. lot of attempts, they were breaking off, you know, between Tony and Zeke, they averaged plus six and a half per carry. When you do that sort of stuff, you force the defense to be honest and not get upfield against the quarterback and Dak didn't throw it that much, but when he threw it, he was brutally efficient and just picking fucking dudes off. Um, the numbers don't say that because the numbers actually put him at like a 60% completion, but a lot of those things were drops or him just throwing it away. Bunch of good decisions, being very efficient with the football.
0: I mean, you're talking, yeah, when he draws back 22 times and you guys score 36 points, yeah, no problem, take it. Yeah, that's uh, fine. Dak's fine with yeah. that. Strong win. Um for the Cowboys, they are three and one. They look like the uh, cream of that division. As long as you know injury bugs stay away from you guys, they, I don't see why. And that's where you were at this point last year. So knock on wood, and let's keep all knees and everything healthy, please. Bless all they knees. They got they got the Cowboys uh, coming to town this week, and it ain't even prime time. Uh, giants at Cowboys. <laughs> um, I'll pick this one first because I know where we're going with you, Dan. <laughs> um, the Giants coming out this win. They're looking good. Saquon Barkley getting healthy. Uh, they know this Cowboys team. They want to get uh, get up on them quick. But, uh, boy, they're not going to be able to keep up with that offense. Um, I think the Giants might put 30 on the Cowboys. But I think the Cowboys then will answer with fifty-two of their own. So, uh, <laughs> if you got uh, the offense of uh, players in this one, let them ride. I like the
1: uh, Cowboys though. I I put it to you this way: if you can get Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, and Jalen Hurts, that's and true. Sam no. Darnold to throw a bunch of picks. You think you're going to be able to get Daniel Jones to throw a couple picks? <laughs>
0: yes. I feel yeah. pretty or, good about that. Eh, drop a couple of balls while he's standing back there. Yeah, while you're back there. I, I, I fumble think this, guy.
1: this is going to be a turnover-heavy game because our defense, all of a sudden, like it's never been before, is fucking generating turnovers. Mm-hmm. So even if Daniel Jones wasn't prone to it, the Cowboys, this defense would make him do it. So I feel really good about our chances against New York. I hope, and this is the nice thing about division mm-hmm. games, this could be a trap game if this wasn't the Giants. But you go to New York, Giants are going to give you their best shot, but if the Cowboys are efficient and spread the ball, and this is also you got to remember, this is a this is a Dak Prescott showing up Jason Garrett sort of day. This is the Cowboys offense looking at Jason Garrett going, this is what happens when you're fucking creative and you take chances. Yeah. So this could very much be a turn the screws game for the Cowboys. I that's how I'd look at it. I see, yeah. I see Washington maybe can be around in this division, but I don't expect it from the other two teams,
0: honestly. No. Uh, all right. Hey, that's a good time for a break, and then we return the two-minute no offense, all of the games remaining for week four and all our picks for week five. Hey, no. This is the push-off. What up? Hey, what's like, up, you
1: know the bombs.
0: 2, 3 and to the 4, Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the dope. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up, cause you knew we're about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low out, us so we crazy. Death Row is the label that pays me. Unfadeable, so please don't try to fake this. But uh, back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'm gonna let understand. From a young G's perspective, and before me dig a bitch, I have to find a kind All right, and with you that, we have returned for the second earned half earned earned of our episode. Uh, as we are continuing discussing shit, week four, there's a few games, not many, not many this week, uh, but right. a few, that we can just kind of speed through real quick. And that means it's time for our two minute, no offense.
1: Because no offense, but if we put you in it this week, really, actually, no offense, you probably had a pretty good game unless you played the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> um, it just wound up being a tough week to, you know, not matter. So, sorry, Philadelphia, you're already fucked and, uh, you know, moving right along.
0: That's right, that's right. Yeah, um, only put three in this week, uh, so we got plenty
1: more to here to discuss. Uh, Dan, let me know when the clock's set and we'll push through these. And uh, I'm going to actually change my cadence because I think Matt Ryan is washed, and I'm going to go with uh, Joe Burrow. Oh, okay. Turbo, all right.
0: go! <laughs> all right, the Texans get blanked by these Bills, 40 to nothing.
1: No one is shocked. Uh, <laughs> no one is shocked <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a drubbing from start to finish, and uh, it, it almost seemed mean. Like, Buffalo scored 21 points in the fourth quarter. Like, stop yeah. hitting them. They're already <laughs> dead. Uh,
0: Davis Mills four picks. Diggs had a hun- over 100 yards, and uh, it was Knox getting the touchdowns with two. The Chiefs win on the road. Get uh, Andy Reid is hundredth victory with them. Forty two to thirty
1: over the Eagles. Good for Andy. I mean, we had an argument a long time ago about who's on the coaching Mount Rushmore, and I had nothing but respect for Andy Reid to mm-hmm. take two teams to a hundred wins. Tells you how much about this dude is capable of building programs, building success where he goes. It. I'm glad he didn't win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia because I hate the Eagles, but I'm sad he didn't win a F- Super Bowl in Philadelphia just to be like, hey, he is one of the greats of all time. Excellent head coach, good for him. And Pat Mahomes is at the top of his game. And Jalen Hurts is an interesting talent, but there's not enough yep. talent around him.
0: Hurts threw for a lot of yards here in this game, but uh, the Chiefs get off the snide with those five touchdowns from Mahomes and Hill, 11 catches, three touchdowns. That was the Chiefs. That's the Chiefs we know. And then finally, the Ravens beat the Broncos 23-7 to when Teddy goes
1: out with a concussion in the first half, after the first yeah. half. Yeah, it was over. Um, <laughs> as soon as Teddy goes down, you go, "Oh yeah, Drew Locke's gonna make some fucking bad mistakes," and he did. He he threw a couple real bad balls. He did not look like he had prepared, uh, to to be the starter. You know, they always talk about if you're a backup, prepare to be the starter. Drew Locke looked lost. He looked confused. the The fucking Ravens defense seemed foreign to him. Um, <sighs> and they were never really in this game. Um, which is tough. And uh you know you like to see the Ravens turn the screws like this it's hard to it's hard to, oh there it is that's the two that, That's all right cuz we need to
0: talk about the end of this game but uh the Ravens were yeah the Ravens were kind of in this one their defense were taking control of it the Broncos you could tell wanted to stop Lamar from running it so Lamar just threw it all over them <laughs> but uh yeah um the game was 17-7 already Ravens at half and they weren't going to get any closer when the uh when the Broncos' offense went stagnant without Teddy. So uh, I want to talk about the end of this game, obviously. Mm -hmm. Game ends where uh, the Broncos throw an interception in the end zone and the Ravens get the ball back with three seconds on the clock. So the time just needs to run. It's a change of possession. It's a moot point of we need to finish the last three seconds of this 16-point deficit. So what do the Ravens do? Well, they don't kneel, but they keep their 100-yard rush game streak alive by running it for five yards and then Lamar falling to the ground. Oh, boy, did this piss off Vic Fangio something. <laughs> something nasty here. Uh, you see the video on the sidelines? He's he's screaming about it. Players are screaming about it. They don't like it. They don't think it's sportsmanship. Uh, I love these quotes. The next day, um, the uh, Fangio on the on the thing goes. Well, it's kind of bullshit. And he goes, you know what? It it's not surprising. Their meaning in Baltimore, players' safety was is always secondary. Ooh. Strong words, players. From Vic Fangio.
1: Players' safety. Vic. safety. You know, like
0: you know what? It's the game was over. Players' safety, I guess, is just secondary to their to what you know their their records. Uh, Harbaugh's clapback, uh, as as we call it, is <laughs> just so much better because he cause he points out that the Broncos were throwing the ball into the end zone with ten seconds left in that game, already down twenty three to seven. Something along the lines of, you know, I just don't think there's a sixteen point touchdown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> John Harbaugh is at the top of his game right now in terms right. of being. Like, in terms of a coach you fucking root for, man, like, hey, Lamar, Lamar, you want to go for it? Fuck it. Go for it. Let's go. And, hey, Lamar, you want that 100-yard streak? Because you know that means something to him. Because that streak started when Lamar took over. They said it's, yeah, it's basically three years. It's 43 games, and they've
0: tied now the Steelers' record from 1974 to
1: 1977. Which is great. I mean, that was a run. (laughs) I mean, that was... The heart of the running offense was in the yeah. 1970s. That's when OJ Simpson was the greatest of all time. This means this means something for two reasons. One, you take a Steelers record off the book or at least tie it. Two, mm-hmm. this is directly related to the career of Lamar Jackson and how much he's improved your offense since he took over. Yeah. And three, fuck Vic Fangio and defensive coaches who are the same guys who are like there's unwritten rules. Yeah, but to John Harbaugh's point. You could have just run the ball when you knew it was fucking over, and you didn't. The Denver Broncos had all the chance in the world to end this fucking game, and they didn't. They gave it back to him with one play left, and get, don't give a man an opportunity to fuck you, yeah. uh, especially if you know if he knows fucking you would be real fun. Don't do it.
0: <laughs> this sounds like a saying. Hold on, hold on, Dan. This sounds like a saying. <laughs> you know, don't don't give a man. I, I, it's a bumper sticker. Don't <laughs> give a man the opportunity to fuck you C- if he knows fucking you'll be fun, right? Yeah, that's. I mean,
1: isn't I that? Weren't we all face. raised with that? Does, wasn't <laughs> that on the fucking wall of your uh, of your <laughs> childhood bedroom? Is that <laughs> not? Is that just me? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: uh, yeah. This. Yeah. It, it, you're right. Um, I've heard the arguments on Fangio where they're like. Look, it's their record. It has nothing to do it kind of with you, whatever. And I, I get his argument too, where it's like it's kind of classless to, to be the the Ravens, where it's like a Madden game, and I'm trying to get this achievement or something. However, um, I think too, as as Ravens or Harbaugh, you'd be like, huh? I would think the Steelers would be more upset than the Broncos. <laughs>
1: like, what, yeah, exactly. It's a point. But um, uh, a thing, now I just uh, yeah. yeah. It, a thing can be classless and also fun. Sure, you know. Sure. Like it it can be both things. Is this Rare, a classy move? It, yeah. Yeah, this fucking it's a lot of fun. This is not a classy move. Obviously, not a classy move. You know, it it really is, hey fuck you, I'm going to get 5 yards. Suck my dick. But at the same <laughs> time Vic Fangio made it a point to be like we're going to hold him under 100 yards. It was a point of pride for the Denver Broncos, and as the game is ending, the Baltimore Ravens are like, "Eh, you know what? Fuck your pride. I'll see you in the playoffs if you make it."
0: There you go.
1: You wanna settle uh, it, Vic, that's where you settle it. Yeah. You're right. Um
0: I yeah, initially when I heard about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's not right. Go Broncos and then all this back and forth, and I think I ended with like, yeah, I like Harbaugh. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's easy.
0: Let's uh let's talk about what is god dang the game of the week. Sunday night football. The Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the matchup, uh, rematch up of the uh, championship, AFC championship game. Ooh boy,
1: Uh, yeah, Bills at Chiefs. Let's start with you, Dan. Uh, It's significant for both teams. If if you want to be taken seriously as the Buffalo Bills, you know, you lost a game to a now obviously, you know, bereft of ability Steelers team because you weren't ready to go, and you've beaten up a couple punching bags in a row are you a facade, you know, are you a mirage, or are you an oasis? Um, we're going to find out real quickly against these Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense is getting enough pressure. If Frank Clark doesn't go to jail and his hamstring actually works, um, he may be able to give Josh Allen a run for his money. And it doesn't matter. that You could put the 1970 steel curtain defense on here. The Kansas City Chiefs still score 30-plus points. So... Mm-hmm. Josh Allen is going to have to keep up. They've got the weapons. I don't think Kansas City has the secondary or the defensive prowess to do it. I'm going to pick Buffalo because I don't think they're a mirage. Okay. Okay. Um,
0: The Buffalo Bills team, who might have had a mirage loss week one, and ever since then have had very strong, impressive wins. That sounds a lot like your Dallas Cowboys if you're thinking of it but um, to say like yeah now are you for real or not you go beat the real team chiefs are in kansas city and the one way you beat the chiefs is to control the ball the bills can put up a lot of points but as far as controlling the ball you got in a run game and that's something that Buffalo somewhat lacks another thing i don't really like is if you look at these divisions and how things are lining up right now the Chiefs sure need this one a whole lot more this early than Buffalo does. Buffalo looks pretty strong where they can probably ride through this division where who's going to catch them but the Patriots right now? I mean, the Dolphins are free-falling, and I'm not even going to talk about the fourth-team Jets. Uh, so <laughs> I think the Chiefs need this desperately in their division. That looks very good, and the Bills, who will put up a hell of a fight, and who I think might be the best team in this league, they very well might be, would have to put out a perfect game to beat a Chiefs team who needs it at, in Kansas City. Prime time. So I'll take the Chiefs.
1: I actually think the Bills are desperate to win this game because be. they're, they're going to go to the playoffs. They are. You know, you just talked about how bad their division was. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. They know it. Everybody in the division knows it. Their ticket is stamped. Are you going into that with confidence that you are a legit team, or are you going in there as a paper tiger? A win against the Chiefs answers that question. They're not a paper tiger. Sure, they're basically saying, hey, the AFC East, this is just what happens. Were the Patriots a paper tiger just because their division suck? No. The Bills can say the same thing, but you've got to beat a team like this at home if you don't that's always going to be a question could you beat them at home are they that good I think Josh Allen I think that coaching staff is desperate to win this game
0: Yeah. Yeah, all right. We'll see who's the most desperate Sunday night. Can't wait. Another great Sunday night matchup. This is awesome. Um the other one we get to discuss here the Philadelphia Eagles are going to Carolina playing the Panthers.
1: On this one, what do you think of Eagles at Panthers? Um I this is actually tough. I, I think the Eagles' offense has been impressive enough, but I think Jalen Hurts is is pretty tired of getting fucking sacked. Um, and this Panthers defense is going to sack the shit out of that guy. I think this is Panthers. Um, they've got a good offense, even with Christian McCaffrey out. Uh, Chuba Hubbard was actually pretty solid in this game. I I thought... If they weren't so far behind in the second half, he may have been able to make a statement, but mm-hmm. I think he'll be able to do that, stay in it at least with the with the Eagles, and I think the Panthers win this game.
0: Yeah, um, it's hard. I, I'm tr- still trying to figure these Panthers out. I first didn't give them credit, then I saw them the, thing, the uh, Thursday night game. They looked pretty good, and then their best player goes out injured. So you're like, what what's left with them? You got a good look at them uh, last week, and I think you get a good understanding too because – You guys also got a good look at the Eagles. You've gotten a good look at both these teams. I think the Panthers are starting to win me over, especially I think that they look like they have a bigger upside than Philly right now. So Mm -hmm. especially at home, I can't take the Eagles in that one. I'll take the Panthers. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Brady Bowl. (laughs) The Brady return. Uh, Buccaneers-Patriots this is a game you and me picked different. Yep. Myself and my mom went with the Buccaneers in this one, but uh, it was a tight one, <sighs> and uh, I'm sure we were both were sweating it there to, to the end. 1917, though, Buccaneers win. I almost had it. I almost
1: yeah. had it. Yes, I I said when this game started, or when, when we were talking about it last week, I was like, Bill Belichick has something dialed up for Tom Brady. He's going to make Tom Brady's life miserable, and he kind of did. Yeah. Brady was getting harassed this whole game. He was not getting open looks at dudes. Belichick was, like, in the fucking headset with him a lot what of times. Think? Like 269 throwing, so it was under 300,
0: no touchdowns. Brady didn't throw a bunch of picks or anything, but uh, it did seem like Brady wanted to do some stuff, and Belichick's like, I, I'm not going to
1: let you <laughs> And this is the funny thing is this was almost like Tom Brady playing like the classic early 2000 Patriots where they're like, Mm -hmm. we're not going to let our quarterback, you know, stretch the field, you know, 31 completions under 300 yards. That's not great, (laughs) but he was 31 for 40, which means he was efficient with the football. It was a classic West coast spread the ball, just, you know, five yard dink and dunk, do what you got to do. Get a lot of receptions, move the ball forward. That's all it ever is. Um, This Patriots team looked good, and they were within a fucking chance, man. They had a fucking chance on this, Uh, but Nick Folk missed that kick. Nothing against Nick Folk. That's a 56-yard kick, Um, and there's still a minute left even if he makes it, so who knows? Maybe we're talking about Tom Brady coming back and scoring a field goal in the final minute because that's all Tom Brady ever does. But, (laughs) uh, yeah, the defense, the Patriots aren't great. They're young, but you could still see the genius of Belichick versus – the brutal efficiency of Tom Brady. And, you know, they both made each other great. I think that's the thing we forget, is that it doesn't have to be one guy or the other. It was both of them together. They were fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, and we got we got a little walk down that through this game, and that was kind of neat. But um, I think you, you're right. What we saw was Brady, who wanted to throw it all over the the field and, and really take over the game but since belichick didn't allow him the next step down for brady was like well then damn it i have got to get this win so check downs ch- changing place to runs um going and getting field goals they traded off field goals in that fourth quarter one team with the lead the next team back and forth so it just kind of came down to yeah who was gonna make or miss the last one um do you know how many rushing yards new england had in this game i was just about to get there and- <laughs> Net negative one. Jesus no patriot Christ. had more than four carries. First of all, like one guy had four carries, and then the rest had just one here and there. This is they're the first team to finish the season with it. negative rushing yards since the '07 Lions did it,
1: and we all know how
0: good the '07 Lions were.
1: The '07 Lions earned that record. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's there is no running game in New England, man. But yeah. Uh, this was a it was a fun game to watch Mac Jones play it was not a fun game to watch the running game it's like it didn't exist right it's it it was insane (laughs) less than 10 attempts in a game means you don't even fucking care and they almost pulled it out still too that's the wild thing they almost were like yeah we still gonna get the win
0: so yeah credit to the Patriots I guess on this almost win but they lost and and Brady gets to take that thing home um he's you know, beating every team. What's the rec? It's this is one of the uh, crazy stats. Just one of just four. Yeah. It now, uh, it's QBs, right? We haven't talked about yep. like other positions, but of starting QBs, Brady, Favre, Breeze, and Manning. Now he's the fourth, so they've all done it. And I know you know deep down that was pretty important to him.
1: Oh yeah, and and it was one of those things like we talk about. Vic Fangio didn't want to give you hundred yards. You know Belichick wanted him to be like, Yeah, Tom was great, but he only beat thirty one teams. Like, you know he <laughs> wanted to send yeah. Tom Brady to his grave with that, but he couldn't. So yeah, it's I mean, he Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. It's not close. I I enjoyed watching Peyton so much. But he's the best. He's the fucking best that ever did it, and there's there's no argument. How can you fucking argue with it? He's got all of the records, he's got most of the Super Bowls, it's insane, there's no contest he's played this long too like the,
0: all the talk was you know how long Warren Moon played when he was playing and then Red Favre and now Jesus, he keeps pushing that, that, that stick down the line, but let's think of it this way, now that he's done this and he's winning in another spot, that's another check he can cross off and another reason to not stick around and maybe he'll go away and we can get some other quarterbacks a chance here <laughs> Please, Come please on, go away. Yeah, because basically you're playing with people who uh, are the kids of your previous players.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're getting there. Um, I here's what here's what I'd say. Warren Moon is impressive as shit, dude. Warren Moon yeah. is so fucking impressive. However, Warren <laughs> Moon played forever. Tom Brady has more yards, more everything than mm-hmm. Warren Moon had in college. The Canadian Football League. <laughs> and the NFL combined <laughs> so as impressive as Moor Moon was there's there's no contest there is no contest This a lot of Tom Brady's success we will not see it for a generation or more well when
0: Brady was in college he shared the
1: backfield he kept that arm fresh <laughs> thank
0: you Drew Let, Henson thank you Drew Henson let's talk about the Patriots next game they're going to Houston playing the Texans week 5
1: uh, this would have been the Bill O'Brien game <laughs> this would have been the Bill O'Brien game. It's um, what everybody was waiting for. Yeah, that's marked on our calendars two years ago. But this it is th- i think this is a Patriots win.
0: It is a uh, quite a big Patriots reunion game, though. There is a lot oh, with Casario, of Patriots, yeah. yes, over there in Houston now. Yes, I Texans. Ugh, Texans looked so bad, and yes, okay, that was against the uh, the Buffalo Bills, but I think they're going to look just as bad here against the
1: Patriots, probably. But remember we talked about this what's Bill Belichick's fetish? Rookie quarterbacks. That's right. (laughs) Sorry, Davis Mills. Sorry, Davis Mills,
0: yep. Um, Okay, let's continue on and discuss the Indianapolis Colts winning in Miami 27-17. I didn't pick it. Dan, you didn't pick it, but do you know who picked it? Your mom. mom. That's right. In fact, I talked to her Sunday morning because I'm a good son, and I almost talked her out of this game. I was like, oh, Colt. She's like, I took the Colts uh, instead of the Dolphins, so we are different than that. I go, I don't know. The Colts seem uh, injured. Oh, they're injured? Oh, who's all injured? I should look at that. What are we thinking about it of injuries? And I was like, um, you know, go with whatever you pick. So I'm glad she didn't change it. I would have felt real bad. Yeah. Colts came in there and, and uh, played well. Wentz two touchdowns. A um, lot of defense in this first half. Pretty, like... You could take a nap and not miss too much game. The 7-3 to three Colts at the half. But then uh, um, they kind of get it going. Both teams had muffed punts in this game uh, that turned into uh, three points on the other way. And the Colts had a strong lead to start the 4th, 17-3,
1: and held on. I, I would love if Miami had tried to run the ball fucking ever. Miles Gaskin on my fantasy team ended with .3 points.
0: Yeah. Jesus I, I, I watched it with the guy you
1: traded it with, and he's like, Yeah, at least I'm playing Miles Gaskin in this <laughs> trade. Hey, I still won. I still won for the week, you but Miles Gaskin right. just sitting on there being like, Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know what these Dolphins are. I think after this game, I know what the Colts are, and they're fine, and they can run the ball pretty well if they actually give it to Jonathan Taylor. Um, You know, the difference between the production of Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack is so stark in Taylor carried the ball 16 times over 100 yards, Mack carried the ball 10 times less than 25 yards. Mm. You know, this is just, it's a talent differential. I don't know why they're splitting the backfield so much, if only to keep Jonathan Taylor healthy for a 1-3 Indianapolis team to not make the playoffs. I don't understand it. Run the fucking ball. Get Jonathan Taylor more involved. See if you can claw your way back into relevance, you're still in the AFC South. You can do this,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it's kind of odd. Um, uh, Ali Cox had two touchdowns in this one. Mo Ali Cox, I was like, What is his first name? It's something short. Mo Ali Cox, mm-hmm. and the second one just like right into his hands looked right, and that was enough, I think, to just kind of push this out of, out of the uh, the way of the Dolphins. Dolphins don't look great. Uh, their first touchdown in this game was on a 4th and goal with in the 4th quarter. Well, that was their first time they got in the end zone in this game. So their their offense is certainly a problem and I, I can't even put all that on Brissett. honestly. It no. just doesn't look good. Like you said they couldn't run the ball at all. Colts uh, yeah, immediately answered that back. So even the onside kick it was never going to was never going to happen. Colts never gave the ball back and it was an it It was an easier win than even the score dictates, I think, for the Colts in this one.
1: Yeah, and and it's it's funny because you watch this game. um, Florida has been open, right, open Mm -hmm. for business for like a year. This was a good old-fashioned Dolphin. No one was here. (laughs) No one was at this (laughs) Dolphins game. Uh, This was not even a super spreader event in Florida. That's how bad the fucking— team sport is down there because nobody's excited about Tua nobody's excited about Jacoby they're like hey when Tua gets in there what is he taking over a seven seven and ten team you know what is the Dolphins
0: be doing that on purpose are they saving the world here by uh staying awful
1: so Dolphin fans don't come together and get past COVID around (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe yeah this is (laughs) they stay at home although the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are like no we'll make up for it (laughs) that's fine We'll we'll
0: get all Florida sick It's a good segue here. It is Dolphins at Buccaneers
1: here this uh, week five. Uh, It's the Florida matchup. Buccaneers are going to kick the shit out of them. I don't think it's going to be close. Um, Buccaneers are facing a lot of injuries, but the Dolphins have more and are not as talented. So, yeah, I think it's Buccaneers all the way.
0: Yeah, I'm worried about uh, Flores' job, where it's heading right now. Um, They've given him enough leeway and he's, they've made these decisions and then are immediately like, we're not too sure about them. Like two and stuff. So yeah, it it looks scary here for them, but the Buccaneers are going to be, um, yeah, riding high. It's a big win at home. Good luck Miami, but I don't think so. I like the Buccaneers as well. And then the Monday night football, the Indianapolis Colts at the Baltimore Ravens, Dan, I just think how funny would it be if these Colts could keep the Ravens under a (laughs) hundred (laughs) yards,
1: it would be fucking hilarious. I don't, Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Um <laughs> I don't I would be I would be shocked. I'm not Darius gonna say Leonard I'd get a tattoo if it man. happened. Yeah. yeah, there's unless you got eleven Darius Leonards, it, it ain't happening. So I, I think this is a Baltimore win. They're just a better team, they're more complete. Uh, Baltimore this is another fucking familiar song. Baltimore needs some wide receiver help. Uh you know, it can't just all be on Lamar just supermanning supermanning them hoes. <laughs> um, out there every week. he's He's got to get some support. And Latavius Murray looked okay in the backfield, but they still need running back help too. Hey,
0: we uh, put
1: the Ravens game. The two-minute no offense was
0: such a yawner, but uh, if they don't make news on the field, they sure do off the field give us something to talk about. So once again, okay. prime time Ravens here Monday night. Hey, thank you so much. I will take these Ravens. They're going to give me a, a fun uh, time one way or another, I know it. So you I know like who
1: re- was, uh, you know who was recording that Urban Meyer video it was Ray Lewis. <laughs> of course it was,
0: but <laughs> again, he, it. he didn't see anything. He didn't see <laughs> yeah.
1: any of that. So I didn't he just snitch. leaked the
0: video. I, I mean, put it on oh my no, Instagram. Technically, I didn't, I didn't see it. I was looking at the screen that was <laughs> shooting the video, so I didn't see nothing. <laughs> I didn't kill no motherfucking lion. <laughs> Um, One of my favorite
1: stupid SNL sketches. I know. I day. don't
0: know if anybody else is catching that that uh, seg connection at all. <laughs> look, but I don't care.
1: I, I know you got it. I had to. If you get a chance, look up Ray Lewis uh, Disney cartoon SNL. It's fucking great. It works. That's what so we're good. talking about. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's continue on. We only got a few more hero this week. Let's
0: uh, continue with the show. We got the Packers winning uh, in Lambeau. They beat the Steelers twenty-seven to seventeen. We all picked it. Kind of saw it coming. Um, oh, Randall Cobb starting to get back in the mix of stuff because of the injury to, I think it was Valdez Scantling that missed this one. So, yep. oh boy, Randall Cobb's back in two touchdowns and then ew, Roethlisberger, it looks like Oof. we're seeing that arm fall way off here mid season.
1: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Tom, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is talking to Tom Brady, be like, Tom, uh, what's your secret? And uh, Tom's like, well, I don't eat garbage. and I'm not a piece of shit, so yeah, my arm's still on there, you big dumb dump truck. And Ben Roethlisberger's like, no, there's got to be some other reason. I don't take care of myself and never have. Why is my arm starting to fall off in my late 30s? Roethlisberger is absolutely fucking washed. This very much could have been a two-minute no offense, in my opinion, Mm, because this thing was was 27 to 10 going into the fourth quarter, and at no point was I scared of the Steelers pulling this one out. Najee Harris looks pretty good, though. Um, yep.
0: Yeah, you're right. It wasn't a, a tight game, honestly, talent-wise on the field. The Steelers put up the first points on a free play. That was was kind of funny in this one. They scored on a free play, and then as soon as Rodgers has a chance for one, a quick timeout by uh, um, Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin and this smirk back and forth between them and the and cameras caught it. It was it was pretty nice. Like old Rodgers pros, like, man. You know I like to go 40 yards with us, and, and he's like, I'm not going to let you. I'm not going kind to of let like, you. Um, the, game was tied in the early second, uh, the strip set kind of turned the tide there. Um, again, this is, yeah, Roethlisberger just moving slow in the pocket and he's got nowhere to go anymore. And he, he's dropping that ball. So. This is gonna get a whole lot uglier before it gets better because you know Mason Rudolph is your backup. That's not gonna yeah. fix anything for the Steelers.
1: <laughs> no one's excited about that shit.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. We're gonna see where they go from here because uh, it looks like a, a a kind of a retool on the way here for Pittsburgh. But Packers controlled this one on the other side. God damn it! It looks like Green Bay is going to be a class of the NFC yet mm. again, and it's yep. something we will just have to deal with uh, because. Nothing gets easier in that division.
1: The The one thing I am looking forward to about the eventual disappearance of Big Ben, and I, I really do think when he is done, he is done. Like, I don't think we're going to see him on any, you know, he's not going to boomer Esaias in this shit and show up in the CBS post game show. Like, I think Roethlisberger's done. He's going to go sit in a bar in Pittsburgh and get his drinks paid for. Um, but I think he's toast. The one thing that is nice that if they get a new quarterback in there, he's any, any fucking good. Mike Tomlin will make this team a winning team again and Mike Tomlin will be able to kind of move away from that well you inherited a lot of Cowher's people and Cowher's system and that's what you've been able to sit you know comfortably by but like Mike Tomlin's been a really good coach for over a decade and that's not just because of the players that Bill Cowher left over but I feel like that still follows him around I'd love to see Roethlisberger leave Cowher be able to have the whole team be guys he brought in and just be done with that and Maybe get him in that Mount Rushmore conversation a little bit too. It'd be interesting, um, as long as they don't, yeah, put him as a
0: scapegoat for the end of this, yeah, you know, phase of him, and he's got to, you know, he gets let go and he's ended up somewhere else or something. Because a long time with a team like that makes it, it, it makes it almost easier to see that par- pat parting and stuff. So,
1: but it, if it does, he's going to Andy read his career somewhere else. Mike Tomlin's still a young coach with True. a ton of experience and a ton of ability.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. If he wants to remain head coaching somewhere else, he's going to get many more opportunities. And you're right; it is silly to think that he's not the reason why the Steelers have had a lot of playoff runs since um, uh, since he's taken over. Because he, he, yeah, it's been that long. He's he's the longest, <laughs> uh, isn't he? The longest
1: tenured coach now. now?
0: Yeah, now he is. Yeah. So, um,
1: let oh, us you mean g- for the no. for the Steelers, not not in the, the NFL,
0: the, right? For the Steelers, yeah. Yeah, because I not think, for the NFL because Belichick is ahead of them, and oh yeah, there's a handful. Yeah, but I think not I many. think he's
1: the longest tenured for the Steelers. I think he's third, third for the NFL. What? I think he's third uh, in the NFL. Uh, I'll look it up.
0: Okay. Um, continuing on the picks for next week, we got the Denver
1: Broncos going to Pittsburgh. They're playing the Steelers. This is an interesting one, Dan. Um, I am starting that. Denver Broncos fantasy defense, because I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is going to do much. Um, I just, yeah, they don't they don't impress me much, man.
0: Uh, the Steelers keep burning me. I'd like to pick the Broncos too. I feel though, if Teddy doesn't clear concussion protocols and he can't play, then I'm uh, thinking that Locke could make enough mistakes that the uh, Steelers could win that at home. But I True. think Teddy will be back. I'm going to go Broncos in uh, wishful thinking that he will. I'll do that. <laughs> I like
1: the I like the Broncos to win in Pittsburgh. How about that? Uh, let's talk I, about I the – I looked it up. Oh, yes. Go ahead. He is third. Um, I was like, who, what name am I missing? Sean Payton. Sean Payton beat him by a Sean year. Sean Payton. Okay. And then uh, I was thinking
0: out in Seattle, but I bet – because I was thinking he had some years in New England first before he went over to um, – who's the head coach in Seattle? Uh,
1: Carroll. P. Carroll. Yeah, Carroll's only been there for 11 years. Um, Okay. Tomlin's at 14, so he's actually got him by quite a stretch. Who is is he at? Is Carroll fourth? I don't know. Uh, Carroll's five. He's actually just behind John Harbaugh. Harbaugh fourth. Okay. Well, again, there you go. I like you, Harbaugh. Uh, Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers
0: are playing in Cincinnati. They're playing the Bengals. This might be an interesting one, Dan.
1: Uh, You ever watch the Highlander? It's been a bit, but sure. There can be only one. There can be only one. I feel like Joe Burrow and Aaron Rodgers, strike me strike me dead for saying this, are cut from the same cloth. Wow. High praise. It's one of the highest bits of praise I can give Joe Burrow. You said he was think, elite. That's what you mean. I think this game is going to be fucking fun, man. I think it's going to be a fucking blast. Um... People are sleeping on how good Cincinnati's pass rush is and how good their defense actually is. They're not fucking terrible, and they'll be awake and they'll be ready to play. I'm gonna pick Cincinnati in this game. Oh, okay. I
0: I God, I hope you're right. I'll be cheering you on the hallway, but uh no, <laughs> I, I I'm so worried that the Packers are gonna start their, you know, seven game win streak here going on, but so I, I like Green Bay on the road, but uh, oh let's hope you're right. All right, uh, let's talk about the Monday Nighter. This is the uh, L.A. Chargers winning, uh, at home, but you know, in the black hole of the what was left of the Oakland Raiders fan base, they're heading into <laughs> L.A. Twenty-eight to fourteen, they beat the Vegas Raiders. Uh, I picked this one, Dan. I got you on another one. In fact, I think yeah. catching back up here this week helped me out. Thanks. So. Um, this was a uh we had a lightning delay, even though this is qu- considered a uh indoor stadium. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking
1: dome. Put a fucking lightning rod on the thing. Let's go. Jesus. I know Weird. it's LA, but Yeah. <laughs> it's LA's like scared of rain the same way Atlanta's scared of snow. It's like it's not gonna kill you guys. I promise you. You're inside. Just because it it's lightning. Down. You're
0: gonna be fine. Shut all this shit down. Um, so yeah, they uh we we had a little later kickoff, but uh Still a fun game, and I think the star of it was Justin Herbert. Guy he threw three touchdowns. They jumped off to that huge twenty-one to nothing lead to start off the game, and Raiders, you know, clawed back. They made it a one-score game late third, but that's as close as it got to it when uh, Carlson missed a fifty-two yarder that could have made it even closer.
1: This uh, this Chargers defense was fucking furious. Mm. They were they were mean. Um, Joey Bosa had some comments after the game that he goes, oh, yeah, you hit Derek Carr enough, and this it's over. He gets shook. Yeah. You know, He's using a the phrase nice guy, shook. He gets shook, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, them's fucking fighting words. I, I love to see some division-on-division division shit like that because I would love to see Carr come in and be like, okay, motherfuckers, let's go. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. Derek Carr's having a hell of a year. And if, if they change their game plan to just get more quick passes, get that defense to stop pinning their fucking ears back, he might be able to torch this this Chargers defense on the next go around. Um, but, yeah, God, they beat the shit out of him in this game. They made him look like David Carr. Not a great sign. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't have a lot of yards,
0: and then the uh, his only interception is the Derwin James one that sealed it at the end. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he can't be feeling great after that one, even though it was a very good. It's been a good season so far for the Raiders. They they had the yeah they they were fighting back in it that late. The touchdown that made it a one score game to Waller was the one point where it felt like oh Raiders could actually come back here and take care of it. Uh damn, I love those uh, uniforms with the silver numbers on their, their road ones too. Those are those are nice looking. Um, no good. So they were close in this one But the Chargers took care of it Eckler had a great game 145 total from scrimmage And two touchdowns too Um, Yeah, Chargers just started so fast And kept it going You're right, their defense looked good They did lose their linebacker Um, The guy we scouted Who we really like I think he's going to be out for quite a bit Uh, Was he Alabama? Their linebacker for the Chargers Um, I'm blanking on his name Middle linebacker,
1: we'll no, pick from up, Oklahoma,
0: Murray. Oh uh, yeah, Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray got hurt, so he's going to be missing some time. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on for the Chargers. But, uh, you know, Derwin James can be a middle linebacker too with for them. Uh, <laughs> God dang, are the are, who's the best team in the AFC West, Dan?
1: That's a good fucking question. Um, that's why I ask it. <laughs> it's tough, man. It, on you know. Until he falls in battle, you have to give it to the Kings in in Kansas City. I mean, I love Justin Herbert. He's doing real great. But they've got experience. They've got talent. They've got so much stuff there in Kansas City. Until you knock them off in the playoffs, I don't think you can take them off the top of that. Um, you know, they're 2-2. Two and two, Everybody else is 3-1. and one. They're well within striking distance, and that's not where you want the Kansas City Chiefs to be historically. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, uh, we've got... Yeah, let's move on to the next game
0: before we can talk about the rest here from this week. Let's talk about the uh, Chicago Bears. They beat the Detroit Lions 24-14. to Um, this is another one that... Oh, we both got this one correct. Uh, I was, didn't know who we picked, but we both picked the Bears in this one. Bears controlled this one pretty well. The Lions kept getting down into the red zone and then would come away with nothing. Uh first and goal twice in the first half Turnover on downs and a strip sack so no points 14 nothing bears at the half um and then fields looked a little bit better he hit mooney on a deep pass in this one uh gets him going a little bit better and bears have a little uptick here with a the win
1: they look good um not good like for the rest of the league, but, you know, in comparison to the Lions, um, <laughs> you know, which is like, I look handsome in comparison to Terrell Suggs. It's <laughs> not exactly a compliment, but it could be worse. Um, could be worse. Yeah, Chicago didn't look great. Justin Fields didn't even throw the ball 20 times. Um, David Montgomery's injury is going to be fucking huge. Um, to me, that's that's a gut check. Um, well, so they
0: said it's not ACL, which it looked like on the field, like season. But it's In, it's a knee Yeah, four to five weeks is the
1: thought right now. Which is and a if month. you're David Montgomery, if you're David G- Montgomery, and this is a Bears team that's going nowhere fast, y- you got one more season before you hit the free agent market. Protect your shit. Yeah. Um, you know this this might be a seven eight week injury if I'm David Montgomery. And <laughs> you know, obviously he's a competitor; he wants to be playing, but. You know, do you want to be playing for a guy like Matt Nagy, who is basically running this offense into a wall every week? David Montgomery finally got his touches because Nagy's not calling plays. But <laughs> yeah, in in five to six weeks, uh, we'll see where the Bears are. I'll I'll tell you what, I don't think they're going to be above five hundred.
0: That presser, um, I only read like about it, but it seemed like they asked Nagy about calling the plays, and he gave this very roundabout answer. And he's, you know, it goes, to everybody, I'm, I'm technically, you know, giving the last effort or whatever, and this and then, Bill, Bill Lazor called a good play- game. Oh, oh, so Bill Lazor called the plays. You know what? I'm, he ends the press conference saying he's not going to take any more questions about who calls the plays.
1: That's that's like talking <laughs> to somebody about like. Who wears the pants in the relationship, you or your wife? Like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's a fucking, um, it's a consensus thing. It's like, oh, okay, so your <laughs> wife does. Like, that's that's what it is. That's what you just fucking said. Uh, you didn't say it. You didn't need to. We know what the fuck you're talking about. Bill Lazor is, Bill Lazor's interested in Justin Fields as a weapon. Matt Nagy is not. He's just interested in how Justin Fields can play inside his system, which he mm-hmm. obviously from last week fucking can't. Um, Like I said, the Lions are going nowhere fast. I'd like for them to get a win because I don't, you know, I like Dan Campbell. He seems fucking crazy. Um, I don't like Jared Goff, but I like almost everybody else on the Lions team. They're young, they're fun, they're stupid, Um, and there's some talent here. Um, They've got some trouble on the offensive line, though, and when you have that, you've got a recipe for disaster every week. Yep. Um this was,
0: again, though, uh, you know, Lions got off the board finally late in the third quarter. They get their first touchdown. Then they let the Bears answer immediately with a touchdown of their own. So even when the Lions were, were scrapping and fighting back in this one, they couldn't get both sides to kind of start working at the same time. Um, those turnovers were just killing them. Uh, there was a third one too deep inside their end. So they, they had drives that just came away with nothing so many times. And then they lost also Romeo Aquara. He tore his Achilles, so he will now be done for the season. Um, those are a lot of young players that they've added to this team to be big parts of their defense that they've already lost.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's not fun up there in Detroit, but uh, you know, when is it? At least they play the Bears again. I, you know, that's <laughs> really look at that schedule and it's like, where the fuck are the Lions going to pick up a win? Let's hope, um, not right away. <laughs> let's yeah, hope, man. Not
0: right away. Um, but the Bears, let's start there. The Bears have to go to Vegas. Uh, have to. They, they're Bears are going to Vegas. Uh, but they they have <laughs> to obligated. unfortunately play the Raiders. Uh,
1: so it's it's Bears at Raiders here. What do you th- what are you thinking of this one? I think it's a get right game for the Raiders. Um, you know, I I feel like the Chargers beat them up, but they're still three and one. They're still a good team, and the Bears are not. So, you know, everybody goes like, oh, uh, you know, we really had the recipe. Uh, you know, we sacked him a bunch. Yeah, fucking idiot. That's always the recipe. <laughs> like, the recipe is always sack them, stop their quarterback. Um, I don't know if the Bears are going to be able to do that with, you know, Akeem Hicks is injured every other week. Um, Eddie Goldman is not at 100%. I don't know if they're going to be able to collapse that pocket the way they need to. I think this is going to be a get-right game for Derek Carr and the Raiders. I think it's a Raiders win.
0: Yeah, I... uh Bears have a lot of stuff they're still kind of working through, and to do it on the road um, across the country in uh, a team that's got a lot going for them is going to be a tough a uh, tough pull here. They need a lot of help. They need another kind of flat game for Derek Carr, and and I don't know. I so far this season it doesn't seem like he's going to put two of those back to back. So get right game sounds right to me. I like the Raiders as well. Uh, all right, let's continue on. Let's talk about the Browns beating the Vikings. 14-7. to seven. Um, I'm, I'm taking this as a champ because I picked it, like you did, Dan. <laughs> uh, my mom was trying to give the Vikings a little bit of uh, credit. She was picking them to win, but another loss here. Uh, this one at home for the Vikings, who put up the first touchdown on their first drive and then did nothing that rest of that game.
1: Yeah, this, this is not a great game to watch. No. Um, I mean, on both sides. I mean, Nick Chubb looked okay. Baker Mayfield missing a lot of throws. Um I thought Baker Mayfield yeah. was actually going to do much better against your secondary than he wound up doing. That yeah. was my main surprise. I thought I knew Nick Chubb, you can't stop Nick Chubb, but I thought Mayfield would have a better day. Um this is a pretty pretty boring 14 to 7 game, Scott. You're right. It, there wasn't much that I mean it's late in this uh in
0: our a- episode because yeah, I was like we could put in the two minute no offense, but really there's there's not much else to it either. But um it was seven to nothing and then nothing. And then the Browns actually put 11 points down in just over a minute of the first half, which just keeps happening to these Vikings where I'm talking about like how bad the third quarter has been for the Jaguars and other couple other teams talk about just like the last two minutes of the first half for the Vikings has been hell. So I, I think that blames on the coach and uh, Zimmer's on a super hot seat now and the thing's just Mm going to get hotter. Um, it's is a tough one. I think the whole week and, and maybe even this, this game was uh, them looking at Stefanski and being like, hey, man, it's so great to have you back. You want this win? Go ahead. It's yours. And <laughs> Stefanski and especially Mayfield with some of those throws are like, no, no, we don't need it. You guys should have. It. So it was that back and forth, which is fine. But uh, it, as the home team, you need to come out with that. Unfortunately, you, you don't. Um, yeah, I saw Mayfield miss a couple of wide open guys, and that might be something that the Browns need to worry about in the future because um, they could have had some more points on us. Whereas the Vikings side, I don't know if Kirk fell off again. He certainly wasn't comfortable in there because it seemed like that pocket no. was just whop, collapsing on him. Um,
1: Browns, outs- Browns' front four is good.
0: Yeah, and I'm uh, outside of uh, uh, Aaron Donald. Miles Garrett might be the best player in the on defense, you know, because he just is that that dominating right now. And the last like season, season and a half, he's been that. Um, Vikings uh, needed to stop the run; they couldn't do it, and they lost uh, uh, Pierce. He was questionable after injuring himself in practice. Suits up, barely plays, and now is having MRIs on an elbow injury. And we even picked up a tackle this week, so I don't expect him back anytime soon, which <laughs> stinks. I mean, you still got Dalvin Tomlinson, and you you sub in, uh, uh, Rick, um, what's his name? Yeah, uh, Richardson. Yeah, and just Sheldon. Play, Sheldon Richardson play him a bunch more as starter, and we move on. But um, yeah, this one sucks because watching that one, it was just like God, it, it, it just keep uh,
1: get. All right, here's an opportunity, and then.
0: No, no, thank you.
1: All day long. Yeah, it was, uh, and they certainly weren't stopping the run. You know, when, mm. when Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt uh, are ripping off more than five yards a carry each. Um, they yeah, asked Zimmer
0: about it too. Like, are you worried about that? He's like, I'm not really worried about stopping the run. We, we, they only scored two touchdowns, so Zimmer's comment was mostly like, where the hell did my offense go? It's like fine. Then you're the defensive coach, you're always going to have that yeah. outlook, but you're also the head coach, so you need to be worried about them gashing you for that much.
1: Yeah, you don't you don't stay in the head coach seat just cuz your defense is fucking great and everything mm-hmm. else kind of sucks. Tell that to, you know, everybody that coached the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the 90s. <laughs>
0: yeah, so the the Vikings need a get right game and and there isn't one that's more get right than when the Lions come to town. It is Lions and Vikings. The Vikings have won their last seven against Detroit, but I believe that the one that they lost was like when we opened this stadium and Golden Tate and a last second field goal. So, you know, Vikings have it in them to lose to these Lions. They don't think they don't. But uh, this one this week, I'll take the Vikings because we absolutely have to have it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If we lose this one to the Lions, then, hey, I can just start, uh, you know. I don't have to worry about anything for the rest of the season. It's not like yeah, them mean, though. They, they're probably gonna get my hopes up a, a couple more
1: times here this season. Yeah, Bill. Just God, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan, I'm. I'm uh, I mean, I'm picking the Vikings, obviously, but it's.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the life I live. You're you're becoming more attuned with it with this with this show. The uh, the <laughs> Sorry, game yeah the other the other game we can talk about is the cleveland browns going to la they're playing the
1: chargers i think they're gonna get beat by the chargers especially if mayfield's as erratic against them as derwin james will have something to say about him making erratic throws
0: Mm. actually i'm with you i think the chargers look better right now on paper uh from what i've seen from the browns um they will yeah they'll be there they'll be in the game but uh yeah, this is a tougher road game for him. I think the Browns would win if it was in Cleveland, but this one in L.A., I'm going to take the Chargers. <laughs> Look at this. The Chargers are cool. starting to feel like they have a home field advantage. I think it's just that new stadium and how cool it looks.
1: <laughs> yeah, true.
0: Um, Okay, just a couple more games. We have to wrap it up with the AFC West, so let's head out west and discuss what happened there. I, I kept screwing up last week, kept saying that the AFC played the AFC – it wasn't true in the East when the Broncos played the Ravens and the uh, Chiefs played the Eagles. The uh, the Raiders and the Chargers played each other. Sure, it was the West in the NFC though. The NFC West played each other, mm-hmm. and let's begin with the Rams losing to the Cardinals at home, thirty-seven to twenty, losing by seventeen. Yeah, to a uh, Cardinals team here, who. You know the 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 ground game was going. Edmonds 139 total yards. Connor two touchdowns on the ground,
1: and the uh, Rams kept playing catch up and just couldn't do it. I'm I'm sure watching, being involved in this game, Matt Stafford was looking down, and going, "Am I wearing fucking Honolulu blue? What the fuck is going on right now?" <laughs> like mm. he was getting absolutely fucking stomped by the Cardinals' defense. He was did not have a good game. This was not a good fucking game dude um but i'll tell you who's it was a good game for her. kyler fucking murray looked mm-hmm. really really good and that offense that the cardinals have they're four and for a reason um this is a scary offense they can run the ball they can throw the ball they got a bunch of weapons it's frightening
0: last undefeated team this season arizona cardinals at four and um yeah, they have. A, you're right. They have a lot of weapons. I mean, when AJ Green is catching deep passes for touchdowns, you're like, oh Good God, this was something Cincinnati hasn't had them do in three years. Um, <laughs> it's it, the Rams. I thought though, were in this game. It looked like it was just going to be a track meet. It looked like, uh-oh, our defense. You know, Aaron Donald is not getting the push he needs and not not worrying enough of uh, Kyler Murray to cause enough issues. So we're going to have to keep up with them points wise. Uh, then Sony Michelle fumbles they fall behind a little bit more. Cardinals are up 24-13 at the half, and oh, then the Rams miss another field goal. So every time the Rams would make a mistake, the Cardinals answered, and most of the time it was touchdowns. So uh, yeah, Cardinals offense are a touchdown machine. That doesn't mean that their defense won't give you up just as much, but you can't really miss. You can't really slow down too much with, with Arizona. So they win here. I, I'm impressed with them. They are a, quite a surprise for me right now because I knew this division would be good, but I thought they would be the bottom team for this one and not not the top not not even this early. Uh, yeah, big win for the Cardinals.
1: They've been surprisingly good. like fascinating in fact. like yeah. this Cardinals team is for real and I don't think the Rams were prepared for them all right and then uh let's talk about the final one that is
0: seahawks beating the 49ers in san francisco uh the the last of the nfc west playing each other 28 to 21 uh we get trey lance in this one because garoppolo has the calf injury doesn't come back from halftime trey lance does put two touchdowns on but it's a losing effort uh when they were all tied up heading into the half at, at seven all
1: might be the best thing that happens to san francisco you think so, getting Garoppolo out of there? Especially with the way Trey Lance looked in the second half. He looked fun. He looked explosive. He looked like what what they wanted when they drafted him that high. He is a guy that is exciting in a way that Jimmy Garoppolo just fucking isn't. And it's a fucking calf injury. Like, blow your knee out or something, Jimmy. Like, do something fucking legit. You know, a calf injury? Come on, you can play through that shit.
0: He, uh, yeah, doesn't come back, and we'll see if he's uh, back for the next week or not. It, it's very confusing on if he's completely out for a few weeks or if he's just going to be questionable. Um, the Seahawks have a nice drive in the second half. They take the lead, and then the 49ers fumble, and it's a two-touchdown lead. And from there, it was very tough for the Niners to come back. I think asking Trey Lance here to, to – to, lead a comeback wasn't uh in the cards he did find Debo Samuel just wide open oh yeah uh they just forget about the one guy who's their offense on that field okay <laughs> Seattle and uh that brings them back into this game but they missed the extra point um yep yeah, Seattle kind of extended it from there so even the 49ers bringing it to this close was super late in the game so uh we'll see what the Niners look like from here without Garoppolo. But uh, the NFC West is just going to get matched up to each other again for the next week.
1: Yeah. And it's it's funny that last touchdown by the Niners was like, you know, Seahawks in full prevent defense. They're like, we'll let you go 90 yards, but, you know, we just need to make sure you take at least three minutes. That's all that matters. Yeah, and it was Debo again too, which, you know, of course I was playing him in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking great. Um, He's been really good. He has,
0: uh, 49ers are going to Arizona. So again, like this is just everybody in the AFC West is getting one game under the belt with each other early on, uh, 49ers at Cardinals. What are you thinking?
1: Uh, it's Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals were so fucking good. Um, they beat a better team in the LA Rams. I think San Francisco, especially with Trey Lance kind of getting his footing, um, it's going to be bad for the 49ers. I don't see them winning this game. I mean, it it feels like Arizona all the way.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Cardinals can win in L.A., coming back home against a Niners team that doesn't look like they're as good as L.A., honestly, right now, I got the Cardinals as well. Um, the, the Niners are kind of disappointing now. Uh, and it's an injury bug as well. And then the Rams, let's start, let's let's end it where we begin this week. Thursday night football, I love when I can do this. The LA Rams are going to Seattle. They're playing the Seahawks. That is the game that kicks off this weekend, Dan. Uh, the puppet master, the puppet masters.
1: You see what I do? <laughs> those see. games. Um There's a method to this madness. Seattle may have won, but Seattle didn't look good winning. Uh, Russell Wilson... Didn't look like he had his typical Russell Wilson games. The Seahawks are only 2-2. Two and two. The Rams, I think, are better than the Seahawks. Now, they have a chance to prove me wrong, uh, but <laughs> I th- I think Seattle is not as good as they need to be. They don't have a running game whatsoever. DK Metcalf is still a little erratic. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett, really, really good, but that's it. It's DK and Tyler, and if you can lock them up, which the Rams absolutely fucking can do with their secondary... I don't know if there's a running threat to make them honest, or if Russell Wilson is just running around all day with a chicken, like a chicken with his head cut off. I think this is Rams. And mm. I think it's Rams. Big. Yeah. It's a it's a um, big uh, pill
0: to swallow. Uh, this is what keeps coming my head. Um, to to ask for a team to win on the road in a short week uh, like this uh, for the Rams. Um, the home team usually takes care of these. But you're, it's a divisional one. These two teams know each other very well, and I'm with you. I think the Rams are a better team. They look better on paper. So, yeah, I like the Rams going to win on the road in Seattle and make things uh, make 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 the Seahawks sweat a little bit. Russell Wilson, could he pull some magic out? Of course, of course. But I like the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams.
1: And I don't feel That's too bad. It. I don't feel bad picking the Rams because yeah. uh, when – the Seahawks lose. Russell Wilson gets to go home and fuck Sierra, so he's fine. <laughs>
0: Everybody wins. Everybody's fine. Everybody wins, uh, but whoever bet against him, uh, That's it. <laughs> we uh, hit every game from week four. We picked everything from week five, so we're through everything from there. Uh, all we got left is to wrap up here for the show and uh, set us up for next week. Yeah. So let's see where we're at. Um, Picks-wise, like I said, Dan – caught up with you a little bit here but we only did pick two incorrect and you're ahead of me of three heading into the week so you have 40 correct now i'm still behind you by one with 39 10 per week 10 per week pretty sure we have quite a few picked different this week it always feels one way than it is the other so yeah let's see how it goes from here this will be interesting um all right well before we completely wrap it up thank you guys again so much for listening Uh, We really enjoy doing this show, as you can tell by how long it goes. Uh, (laughs) But thank you for sticking around. Uh, Please tell all your friends and anyone else who's getting into this NFL season uh, if they want to have a good time each and every week. We're here. Uh, Podcast should be dropping here um, somewhere around Wednesday, Thursday, and getting you ready for the next week of football games. Um, Yep, we're at pushoffpodcast.com, dot com and check out all the other great shows at universehead dot com. All right, Dan. I got a slew of some crazy Ooh, stats. This is for my you. favorite. So we talked about Tom Brady already and his winning uh, prowess. Uh, he's beaten every team. This is a stat that uh, is quite interesting. Um, kickers are now zero and seven on clutch field goals of fifty or more yards versus Brady teams. Man, that's uh, that's some voodoo shit right there. <laughs> Right, and to put it into perspective, they said Peyton Manning lost three games to the Jaguars alone on fifty-plus field goals. Jesus. So, because of the early news was so downer, we're gonna call that bit the Jaguar news. Wow. Oh, that was the other thing too is, because you call women who are older after younger guys cougars, do we now call older men? After
1: younger girls, Jaguars? No, we just call them perverts. Or just men. Perverts, or men in general. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So we've talked about this before. What is the appropriate age for a man to date a younger woman? And I love this rule, which is half your age plus seven. That's the youngest you can <laughs> yeah. go after. It's half your age plus seven. So, I think that was Parks and Rec, yeah. Yeah, so what, I'm 36, which puts me in 18, so... At 36, the youngest girl I could date if my wife passed away, because that's the only way it's happening, the youngest girl I could <laughs> date would be 25. And still, that's like right on the edge of creepy, isn't it? Doesn't that feel kind of creepy? Yeah. A not bit, 100%. A little, bit, a little yeah. bit, but not 100%. But if I dated an 18 year old, you'd be like, get that man to prison. You know? <laughs> Might be legal, but nobody likes it. Urban Meyer, 57 years old, shouldn't be fucking around with 24 year olds.
0: There we are. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, the math just don't work out there. Um,. Cleveland Browns head coach, Kevin Stefanski. This is on the good side of news for head coaches. Hey, he's now surpassed the combined win totals of the last three <laughs> Cleveland Brown head coaches. Uh, Stefanski's 15-7 and seven now in his career of Browns head coach. We talk about Kitchens. We also are choosing Greg Williams as one here, so interim head coach counts. And Hugh Jackson, 14-49-1 was their combined record.
1: What's that uh, Instagram thing? Uh, tell me you're this without telling me Uh, tell me your franchise is a fucking joke without telling me your franchise is a joke (laughs) Jesus Christ that's awful
0: Yeah. or are the other ways uh, looking at Kevin Stefanski who uh, the Vikings brought up under three different head coaches now taking a storied awful franchise on it's way to a perennial playoff team Mm -hmm. hey don't that just feel great (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, buddy. Um, All right, a couple more crazy stats to wrap it up. The undefeated Cardinals are now the fifth team in NFL history to start the year with four winning games where the offense scores 30 or more points and and puts up 400 or more yards in all those games. That's
1: actually kind of surprising, what with those old Vikings teams.
0: (laughs) The uh, previous four teams that did that all went to the Super Bowl. Mm. They also all lost. Ooh, <laughs> defense was championships. And then, they, and then they talk about they go. Well, the last time the Cardinals finished four started four and and0 oh, though they finished five and eleven. <laughs> now do it, that was the Kevin Kolb year. Oh. He went down with his injury, and they marched out the. Uh, skelton and Lindley, oh, two-headed so quarterback year kevin cobb was yeah,
1: good that was year if before the concussions andy Reid had turned him into 2012. something Twenty twelve.
0: yeah 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 and then uh they were 3-0 and though back in 2015 when they beat the packers in that amazing playoff game the carson and like palmer so. year it's all where you pick these stats sure. and what week we talk about it, but yeah, they're fun ones. Okay, then finally, Dan, I'm I'm stretching this out, just enjoying myself too much. Uh, there's eight players now in the league or in this year who have at least five catches in every game. Mm. You want to guess some of these of the eight wide receivers? Tyler Lockett. Eight wide receivers. Yeah, not not running backs. Um, Tyler Lockett is not one. Whoa. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to say CD
1: Lamb. Nope. Really? No Cowboys. Damn. Um, Justin Jefferson Yep, Jefferson's on He's here He's been good um, I'm trying to think Yeah, who who we got? Who's on that list? Devontae Adams Makes sense DJ Moore Yes, oh yeah, he was
0: explosive in Carolina We were just talking about him, Debo Yeah, Debo Samuel, of course Cooper Cup is a catching machine <laughs> God, right it now really is Calvin Ridley Taking care of business in Atlanta Because they're always catching up Brandon cooks there in Houston. He catches everything. <laughs> yeah, and then finally Hunter Renfro.
1: I'll tell you what the route running is crisp. He doesn't do it quickly, but he does it crisp. Third down Renfro or whatever they're saying on uh, Monday night. <laughs>
0: uh, that's it. That's the crazy stats. Those are all of them. Dan, let's uh, put us to bed here with the uh, parting words of wisdom.
1: Normally, in a 16 game schedule, this is the quarter post. This is where you take a good assessment. This is the first quarter of your year. Take solace because the first quarter is not over. To mix metaphors, it's extra time, soccer type. Uh, <laughs> it's not complete. You're not You're not 0-4. You're not 4-0. It's not over. There's one more game left to be played. You can split that difference. So whatever your record may be, it's not over. The Lions could still wind up going. What is it? 13 and uh, 13 and four it's possible it's possible so keep the hope alive you could still win 13 games even if you're winless right now that's never been impossible before so look forward to it nfl fans there you
0: are okay well nothing is impossible with with that thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the push off podcast i am scott and this is dan Enjoy your weekend of football, and we'll see you here next time. Goodbye.